Let me say it now. For those who are born again, it says we are serving at the throne of God. We are fully submitted. That's what it brings forth. We are fully submitted to the throne of God, the authority of God. That's why it says you ought to regard us. This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries of God that God has revealed. So it's such a high calling. If really wants to get in, you can start getting in because otherwise it will be late. A little faster because I'm, I'm quite... There's a very heavy backlog for me here. Anasema basi watu na watu wa sabusisi kuwa tuwa tumishi wa kristo na wale wanyo tunokiwa wa kristo wa kristo. And so he talks about mysteries. He says that to safeguard, to be guardians of the mysteries of God. Anazungu mla kuhusu siri, anamajabu, anasema ya kwamba kuwa wa tunuka wa kristo. And there is no better church that is beholding the mysteries of God than the present day church. Now I say the first and foremost biggest mystery is that Christ Jesus went to the cross and died for mankind. And I say that there in, encompassed in there, are the greater mysteries of the crippled walking, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the wonders of God that is executing globally. And so, blessed people tonight, I want to review just a little bit what we saw last time when we were here. What we saw when we were here on Sunday, again, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to verse 21, I do not even judge myself. 
but for my conscience is clear, but do not consider that to make me innocent. It says, it is the Lord who judges. Verse 5, then it says, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time, and wait until the Lord comes. So he lays forth a very sobering message that there is a day coming. The day of judgment is coming. Anasema mstari wa tatu lakini kwangu mimi ni jambo dogo sana kwamba nihukumbiwe na ninyi au na mahakama yoyote ya kibinadamu hata mimi mwenyewe sije hukumu dhamiri yangu ni safi lakini hilo halinifanyi nisiwe hivyo anasema kwamba kuna siku ya hukumu ambayo inakuja kwa sababu anasema kwamba kwa hiyo msihukumu jambo lolote kabla ya wakati wake ngojeni mpaka bwana atakapokuja kumaanisha bwana anakuja kuhukumu and is referring here to the dreadful coming of the lord to judge the rebellious to judge the nations na anamaanisha hapa kuja kwa kutisha kwa bwana ili kwamba kuhukumu mataifa kuhukumu mawazi Judgment of God Almighty. And how He judges. 
Tonight I want to start by jump starting to how he judges. Because of Luke chapter 12. Some will miss Luke chapter 12 because we have such a busy night. Luke chapter 12, 2 and 3. Luke chapter 12, 2 and 3. Luke chapter 12, 2 and 3. And he says the following. He says, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the darkness will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear of the inner room, again in the ear, in the inner room, will be proclaimed from the roof. Then after that, he admonishes, he gives the counsel, he says, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And after that, do not do no more, can do no more. But I will show you whom you should be afraid of, whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has authority to throw you into hell. So he, he then gives counsel based on this. He warns, he says, please be very careful because there is hell fire coming. Do not fear he that will destroy your body this life in the form of persecution, and yet you'll end up in heaven, eternal life. But he said, fear he that is able to destroy the body and then throw you into hell. That is God himself. So we have seen that the Lord is talking about the searching of the hearts of men, that there is nothing that is hidden that will not be exposed, nothing concealed that will not be brought into, into the open. Let me first show you the cloud that the Lord showed me uh, in this conversation that I had yesterday night on the screen. The cloud of God is right there on the screen and, and spoke with me from there this past night. I want to present it to you right there. I know our team have put it up, the cloud of God. That, uh, the, the, please, can you put the cloud of God that I gave you? Not, not this one, please. please. I gave the particular form in which he appeared. Thank you for removing this. Thank you. Thank you for removing this, Lusweti. Thank you so much. And so, so again, can hallelujah. We are waiting for that, uh, the cloud that spoke with me in a dream. We will in the night. Thank you so much for putting it up there. And so I want to present that first. Before we get started, we have only one minute for it. Yes, so, Randy, thank you. So, so, um, so blessed people, the Lord is saying that He will touch the heart. Look at the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse 22, that we saw. We also saw from there. 
Kitabu cha Danieli sura Anasema yapatayo. Anasema kwamba yeye kufunua siri na mambo yaliyofichika. nyakati na majira. And he deposes kings and raises up others. Huaweka wafalme na kuwaondoa wengine. He gives wisdom to the wise. Huapa hekima wenye hekima. And knowledge to the discerning. Na maarifa kwa wenye ufahamu. The 22. Kisha 22. Daniel chapter 2. He reveals deep and hidden things. Danieli sirapili 22 hufunua siri na mambo yaliyofichika. He knows what lies in darkness. Anajua yale yaliyo gizani. And light dwells with him. Na nuru hukaa kwake. So you see very clearly blessed people. Kwa hivyo mnaona kwa wazi kabisa watu wabarikiwa. That the Lord sees everything. So the church that I saw in the kingdom of heaven uh worshiping before the throne of God is a church that when she is living on the earth because she is still here. She is very cognizant. She is aware that the Lord sees everything. There is nothing hidden before the Lord. So she is aware that she is living in the eyes of the Lord. Kwa hivyo Bwana anaona kila kitu na kwa hivyo kanisa ambalo niliwaona wakiwa wameingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni katika enzi ya Mungu katika maono hayo wakiwa hapa duniani wanajiwema kabisa ya kwamba wanaishi machoni pa Mungu na hivyo Mungu anaona kila kitu. Kitabu cha Amosi sura ya 3:7 Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants and prophets. Hakika Bwana Mwenyezi hatafanya jambo lolote bila kuwafunulia watumishi wake manabii. Again now telling you that the Lord Almighty he sees everything even the hidden things that are current and then he knows so much that even he sees what is hidden in the future that has not yet been realized and that's why he reveals his prophets like revealed the coronavirus to me five years ago and then the prophet can now reveal what is coming so the lord really knows everything the amount of information is very important for the church that i saw worshiping in the kingdom of glory kwa hivyo bwana yeye anaona kila kitu anaona vitu vyote hata mambo yaliyopo sasa hivi na mambo ambayo yatakuja na ndio sababu aliweza kuona hata kuhusiana na virusi vya corona ambavyo vilikuwa na kuja na kisha akafunulia manabii wake miaka mitano kabla ya utimiliki wake alafu sasa anasema kwamba anaona mambo yaliyo katika siri na kuyafunulia ili kwamba kwa whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open kitabu cha marko sura ya 4 mstari wa 22 anasema ya kwamba kwa kuwa anasema ya kwamba kwa kuwa hakuna kilichofichika ambacho hakitafunuliwa wala hakuna jambo lolote la siri ambalo halitaletwa nuruni so let's see the cloud again the cloud that spoke with me at night wacha tuone tena wingu wa bana pamoja nami usiku so the cloud please the the, the one the, the, exactly this is good but i gave a particular formation this is the right formation but i gave over the tent okay thank you thank you very much thank you thank thank kabilipo kabisa Thank you. 
That rebuke appertains to the present day church. We saw that that rebuke appertains to the present day church. And it says from verse 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Already you have what you want. In other words, already you are full. In other versions, then it says, already you have become rich. You have begun to reign. And you really, then it says, you have begun to reign and without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign so that we might Reign with you, we might join you. And we saw that that is the condition of the present day church. They are living as though they are reigning. And in that verse 8, reigning, full, rich, is essentially talking about comfort and complacency. Meaning, you are not bothered, you have settled, you have arrived. And then goes, so, so each of those descriptions there, for example, you are reigning already, talks so much in scripture. 
kila mmoja wapo ya maelezo hayo hapa kwa mfano anasema kwamba mnatawala yazungumza mengi kabisa katika maandiko talks about the millennial reign of christ yazungumza kuhusu utawala wa miaka 1000 ya kristo so he was telling them that look we we are travailing we are laboring for the lord as servants of the lord but for you you seem to have arrived in the millennium of peace you are already reigning alikuwa anawaambia kwamba tazameni sisi tunasumbuka kabisa tukifanya kazi kwa bidii kabisa katika shamba la mizabibu la bwana lakini ninyi muonekane kwamba tayari eti mmefika katika utawala wa miaka 1000 wa wasia na mnatawala and is talking about also being rich and we saw what happened in the church in Laodicea na pia nazungumza kuhusu kwa matajiri na tuliona kile kilichotendeka kanisa la Laodicea when the lord felt sorry for them he said you say you are rich but you are very poor wakati bwana alipohurumia sana kaambia kwamba mnasema ninyi ni matajiri lakini ninyi ni maskini sana and so this rebuke from verse 9 going further hivyo basi kameo hili kuanzia mstari wa 9 kuelekea so it seems to me that god has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession mama ninaona kwamba Mungu ametuweka sisi mitume katika nafasi ya mwisho kabisa like those condemned to die end of the procession like those condemned to die katika mwisho wa msafara kama watu waliohukumiwa kufa in the arena katika uwanja we have been made a spectacle to the universe to the whole universe to angels as well to human beings kwa sababu tumefanywa kuwa maonyesho kwa ulimwengu wote kwa malaika na kwa wanadamu pia We are fools for Christ but you are wise in Christ. Kwa ajili ya Kristo sisi ni wajinga lakini ninyi mna hekima ndani ya Kristo. We are weak but you are strong. Sisi tu dhaifu lakini ninyi mna nguvu. You are honored we are dishonored. Ninyi mnaheshimiwa tunadharauliwa. To this very hour we go hungry and thirsty. Paka saa hii tuna njama kiu. We are wrath. Tuko kwenye matambara. We are brutally treated. Tumepigwa vibaya. We are homeless. Na hatuna makao. And then they say we work hard with our own hands. Kisha nasema tunafanya kazi kwa bidii kwa mikono yetu wenyewe. When we are cast to bless. Tunapolaniwa tunabariki. When we are persecuted we endure. Tunapotestwa tunastahimili. We are slandered. Tunaposingiziwa. We answer kindly. Tunajibu kwa upole. We have become the scum of the earth. Tumekuwa kama takataka ya dunia. The garbage of the world. Na uchafu wa ulimwengu. Right after this Hadi wakati wa leo hii. very clearly how the Lord is rebuking the church. Na mnaona kwa wazi kabisa jinsi ambavyo Bwana anakemea kanisa. He was so disgusted with them that he talked to them in a very sarcastic way. Aliudhika sana na wao kiasi kwamba alizungumza nao katika njia ya kejeli. Which should really speak to you volume that the Lord Almighty for as long as he loves you please respond to the lord because the time comes when he is disgusted with you wakati ambapo inazungumza nanyi kwa ukuu kabisa kwamba wakati ambapo bwana amewapenda sana tafadhali mwitikeni na kumjikupa bwana kwa sababu wakati unakufika wakati ambapo anachukizwa sana nanyi and all this is essentially directing the fallen church towards the kingdom of heaven he's saying you ought to be focusing not on the world and the worldly wealth and things but you ought to be focused on the heavenly kingdom where the messiah is na hii yote ni kwa ajili ya kukemea kanisa lilianguka katika mwanguko toka katika imani ya kweli na kuelekeza katika ufalme wa mbinguni na anasemea kwamba mnapaswa kwa mmelenga katika ufalme unaokuja kwa masia si hapa duniani and is pointing the church towards the kingdom of heaven na naongoza kanisa na kujenga kanisa kuelekea katika ufalme wa mbinguni and we see very clearly na tunaona kwa wazi kabisa that in the book of john we saw in the book of john chapter 12 verse 32 tuliona katika kitabu cha yohana sura 12 mstari 32 john 12 32 kitabu cha yohana 12 32 it says the following anasema yapotayo 
John chapter 12, 32. Yohana 12, 32. Says the following. Anasema yapatayo. And this says. Anasema. And I, when I am lifted up from again, uh, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. This is where I want to begin from tonight. We see very clearly that this is a very profound scripture. A very profound text. That is very deep. That the present day church can make do with. So before we begin, we have some creepers want to show you. And I know there are churches that have crossed over, also joined us, but we may cover them on Friday. But there are creepers that we want to show you tonight. So look, look at this people. Tremendous, tremendous blessed people. Tremendous. You see the way he's pulling himself. He's moving backwards. Amazing. Yes, In Naysweet Joro. Kule Naysweet Joro. His name is Amos Kiprotich. And he was so crippled that he could not even crawl forward. He, he, could, he, he crawled backward like that. And so we may never know the number of cripples that these two mightiest, mightiest, most glorified and most dreadful prophets of the Lord have been used by the Lord to raise. We may never know the numbers, ever. We may never know the number of cripples they have raised. We ran into this cripple that when the Lord sent me the meeting, then by one decree stood up to establish the authority of the blood of Jesus. Okay, you have said other things. Okay, so and then as one decree, this cripple got up to establish the authority of the blood of Jesus. And this is him now walking and taking care of the cattle. In, in donkeys actually. Nice sweet enjoro, nice sweet joro. We found that after he was healed at the big meeting, he's now no more. He's walking, he's taking care of animals. He's a normal person, walking normally now. And he has grown up. 
very powerful. And then we have another cripple to present to you tonight. So this is him still. Yes, the team of bishops from there. Hallelujah. Very powerful. Very mighty. Is this still Moses? Yeah, this is Moses. So a team of bishops went there to sing a cripple has walked. A cripple has walked. They went there to sing that song. And I see the senior deputy as bishop Professor Mary Ambula herself is there. Very serious people there. It's a very powerful time. A cripple has walked. Very powerful this land. I've told our broadcast team to bring out a clip that took place in Naivasha. And that was about uh, up today. They were going to take time to find it in the library. And uh, when the Lord sent me to Naivasha, and I stood before the nation, and the nation. And I told them what the Lord had spoken that night, the night when we went there. And the Lord Jesus had gone before God the Father. He went before God the Father. And he asked the Father for peace. Immediately the two prophets of Yahweh appeared and then began to preach repentance. People wearing such clothes. The Lord Jesus went before the Lord. Before Yahweh. And he asked Yahweh to, to, to give him peace. So our broadcast team will find that in the library. <laughs> and then we'll play it here. And then to look back to look back at when I was saying so and they could not understand what I meant. And now to look forward and see what is happening in the land. Then you understand what I meant. People getting up and walking everywhere. Blind people and going to university. Many deaf years old. And now you understand. When I say that the Lord Jesus has got the Father for Cain. But uh, the Lord Jesus asked the Father for Cain. We don't even have time. At one point we just preach in English. We don't have time. We have so much backlog. So this is amazing. 
So tonight we're going to look at all this. But return with me against the book of John chapter 12, verse 32. The Lord orientating, reorientating the church towards the kingdom of glory towards the kingdom of heaven because he was rebuking them for being horizontally minded why they are preaching a horizontal gospel of the world, the earth the gospel that has no power to connect them into the heavenly realm and you see that the same message should be given to the present day church. Again, I repeat, because of Swahili if I keep repeating like this, we may say double time. Again, the same message should be given to the present day church. Because you see, she has given us unto herself an earthly gospel, the gospel of prosperity. You can see for yourself that she has given for us of an Africa for the gospel of prosperity. The gospel that cannot connect us to the glorious kingdom of heaven. The gospel that is lacking in the cross and the blood of Jesus. The gospel lacking in holiness, the gospel that is talking about the prosperity, the things of this world, and how to live comfortable and be complacent. How to live and be complacent onto this earth. And so, that was the rebuke that was going on. So, if you give it an actual, if you summarize the entire rebuke that's taking place there in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, then you can see that the Lord was talking to the church about changing her bearing, the changing her focus, that she may begin now to focus on what matters most, her calling, to focus on the glorious eternal kingdom of God. The same thing you see in the book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. When the Lord is again exhorting the church to focus on the heavenly realm, heavenly realm. When he says Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 on, he says, Since then you have been raised, since then you've been raised with Christ Jesus, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated. That you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. Not on earthly things. And so you, you see the, the general uh, conversation the Lord is having with the church, the general rebuke. He's saying, no, why are you focused on the perishables? These ones will not last. Why are you as church, as the elect of God, not focused on to, onto the eternal 
eternal, everlasting kingdom of God that lasts forever. That entire First Corinthians chapter four, verses one twenty one also rebukes in, in the book of Matthew chapter six, verses nineteen to twenty four. That is the same rebuke. Never store up unto yourself treasures on the earth. Still see it in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 to 24. So then now returning to the book of John chapter 12. Can I read? And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. There is no one on this earth that should have displayed this pronouncement of the Lord than the church. That the Lord said that when he would go and die on the cross and then resurrect for us, and then be raptured, ascend into the kingdom of glory. He will draw all the souls of men and anchor them at the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant of God, inside the throne of God, where his blood has touched. Okay, now, let me repeat it because of Swahili. We may have to spend double time on this tonight. We have quite a big, big session tonight. So um, he's saying that he promised, he was talking about his glorification, that when he does die on the cross, when he is crucified and then buried and then resurrects for us and then ascends, ascension, ascends into the kingdom of heaven, he says he would anchor, he would throw all the hearts and the souls of men and anchor them at the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant of God that I have seen already inside heaven. Okay, let's just be correct on this. He had already come. He was talking to them. You think that when he does die on the cross and then is buried and resurrected, and he ascends to heaven, he will pull all the souls of men and anchor them on the mercy seat where his blood has touched of the ark of the covenant of God inside heaven. The, the ark of the covenant I have seen with my eyes when God took me to heaven. Can you respond, please? Thank you. So, so again, so blessed people, the book of John, um, I'm talking John 12, 32, he's talking about that. He's talking about how Jesus was telling them that his hour for glorification had come. And then when the hour comes, that meant he would have to go and suffer, be crucified, and then die, and be buried, and then resurrect for us with eternal life, resurrection life. And then towards the Mount of Olives, and then ascension, ascend into heaven, taken by a cloud. And in so doing, he meant that he would essentially draw all men. In other words, he would take all the souls of men 
It's as though you can imagine strength with strength, pulling all the souls of men, drawing all the souls of men and anchor them on the mercy seat of the earth, of the covenant of God inside heaven, the earth that God has shown me inside his throne room in the kingdom of God in heaven. Tunazungumza kuhusu kitabu cha Yohana sura ya 12 mstari wa 32 wakati ambapo bwana Yesu alipokuja duniani na wakati ambapo alikuwa anazungumza pamoja nao kuhusiana na kutukuzwa kwake akawaambia ya kwamba wakati atakapokufa na kwenda wakati atakapokuja na kwenda msalabani na kisha kufa na kisha kuzikwa alafu kufufuka na kupaa hadi katika ufalme wa mbinguni hapo basi atavuta nafsi za watu wote na kisha kuzitia nanga katika ufalme wa mbinguni katika kiti rehema ambako damu yake ipo imeguza na hicho kiti cha rehema tayari nimeona Okay let me just say it better because you said on the diversity of the ark of the covenant of God inside heaven that I have seen Katika kiti cha rehema cha agano cha ndani ya ufalme wa Mungu ambacho nimeona So hili the Holy Spirit atukula gano please let's not we, we have so much to handle this tonight So 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 um so he's talking about this I want to make progress on this because he's saying that and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will throw all people, he talks about all people, to myself. And he's giving chance to each and every person who is alive on the earth. That all of you qualify to be drawn into the kingdom of God. And so this is essentially what the Lord was doing in the book of First Corinthians chapter four, verses one to verse twenty one, when he was encouraging the church, when he was rebuking the church to stop being utterly focused and begin focusing onto heaven where Christ is. Because they knew he knew very well that Christ Jesus after dying, resurrecting and ascending, he already fulfilled this. He began to fulfill this. Because he brought the capacity, he brought the eternal life, the everlasting life, the drawing of the souls of men, the hearts of men into the kingdom of heaven. But now that we've touched on this, what did the Lord mean then when he was dissuading them rebuking them for focusing on the earthly things like the present day church and encouraging them to live a life that portrays a church that is connected into the kingdom of glory where the Messiah is seated. So right away we can begin from the book of Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 12. We can start from 12 before we get finished. But you may understand that right from the beginning, 
This has been the mission of the Lord on the earth. And so, blessed people, there are some few items I want to lay before you tonight here. Before we even read Genesis 12, 1, 2, 3, you see very clearly the agenda of God on the earth. And you see that when you look at the Bible, right from the Old Testament, all through into the book of Revelation, to the last book, you'll see that in the Old Testament, he is constantly presenting the foreshadow of the Messiah, the Redeemer. He's presenting the foreshadow of the Savior, the Messiah of the Old Testament. Whichever scripture you touch on, you'll see that he's talking about the Christ that will come and redeem man. Whether you talk about the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, the first death, the first animal that is slaughtered to cover the shame of man that he may now be, begin to fellowship with man at the fall. Okay. Okay. okay, I think it's something that happened. And so you see very clearly that there is a picture of the Messiah that is running all across the Old Testament. I said Old Testament. There is a foreshadow in the Old Testament constantly pointing to the Messiah. You see in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 that first animal, that first death the animal the Lord slaughtered when man had fallen, pointing to the Messiah. In fact, that became the institution, the installing, the first time he installed the worship of the blood.
from the judgment that would strike the whole earth. The true meaning of the word saved, saved from judgment that's coming to save the world. So when you look at the entire Old Testament, throughout until the lamb that is slaughtered in Egypt. He is pointing at the Messiah that would come and save humanity. In the New Testament then he is brought into the sin. And then you see the entire process of redemption. Then only the last book now is different. That's the last book now that comes the revelation now. Now he's revealed and now he comes as a conquering king. And so you see the dual purpose of the mission of God on the earth. In summary, before we begin tonight, you see God's redemptive plan. He comes to redeem his elect, his people. That he may rescue them. You can call it a rescue of his own people. And take them into the safety of heaven. Bring them into his own kingdom. Then after that, then you see now another phase of the mission of God, where now God Almighty comes to liberate the earth from the rebellion, sin, and Satan. inside heaven. 
Hivyo basi mnaweza kutambua kwamba huduma hii imeungamanisha moja kwa moja kabisa katika lakiri za bombo ya Mungu ndani ya mbingu. Hivyo ndivyo hawa wazungumzao pamoja nanyi waniwakutisha sana zaidi. That's why you remember the prophecy I gave you when one like this speaking with you was standing in the sky and bees all over him falling from the lower the, the eye falling down as the eyes were opening the eyelids and as he spoke falling between the upper and lower lip and covered totally with bees that means covered with the wrath of god that you see now revealed in the coronavirus and so forth na ndio sababu umeona njema kabisa yale maono ambayo niliwapatia kuhusu yule ambaye anafanana sana hasa na huyu anayezungumza pamoja nanyi wakati ambapo alikuja na kusimama katika anga na alikuwa amekunikwa kikamilifu kabisa na nyuki nyuki zilikuwa zinabuka toka katika kope za macho yake kutoka kwenye mdomo wake na hiyo inamaanisha when he talk, when when we were talking you can see the bees falling from the lower to upper upper lip to the lower lip full full total body totally covered with bees and huge and standing in the sky na wakati ambapo alikuwa anazungumza ulikuwa kuona ya kwamba nyuki zilikuwa zinanguka toka katika kofi nyuki zilinifunika kikamilifu and you see very clearly that the, the bees stand for the wrath of god that they behold that he that speaks with you beholds na mnaona kwa wazi kabisa ya kwamba nyuki wanawakilisha ghadhabu ya Mungu ambao hawa wazungumzao pamoja nani wamebeba that's why you see we, i could go and strike haiti with earthquake strike chile with earthquake strike mexico with earthquake strike the whole earth with corona ndio sababu mnaona ya kwamba niliweza kwenda na kugonga haiti na tetemeko la ardhi kugonga chile na tetemeko la haiti kugonga mexico na tetemeko la ardhi na pia kugonga ulimwengu wote mzima na virusi vya corona and so these are concealed concealed uh, parts of the mission of Jesus speaks with you but you see very clearly that in the mission of God on the earth there is redemption God has a redemptive plan for his elect lakini mnaonea kwamba katika misheni ya Mungu duniani Mungu anao uko mpango wa ukombozi kwa ajili ya wateule wake and then after that now comes the operation that liberates the earth from the enemy and rebellion. Na kisha baada ya hiyo inakuja ule utendakazi ambao unakomboa dunia toka kwa adui na pia uasi. Then the third aspect the third mission third agenda is to install the kingdom of God back to the earth the kingdom of the Messiah. Halafu sasa ajenda ya tatu ni kuzindua tena ufalme wa Mungu hapa duniani. That can be seen very clearly. Hiyo inaweza kuonekana kwa wazi kabisa katika maandiko. That's why. Na ndio sababu when you look at the scripture of John, John chapter 12 verse 32. Ukiangalia katika kitabu cha Yohana sura 12:32 that I even I when I am lifted up ya kwamba lakini mimi wakati tainuliwa juu toka duniani all men to myself nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu in other words you brought them into the kingdom of god kwa maneno mengine atawaleta na kuwavuta hadi katika ufalme wa Mungu in other words everybody would need christ jesus the messiah kwa maneno mengine kila mtu atamhitaji kristo yesu masia hallelujah hallelujah and that's why you look all the way back to the book of Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 3. When you see that statement even I I even I when I am lifted up 
will draw all nations all peoples unto myself hivyo basi utaona hiyo kauli kuu kabisa ya kwamba lakini mimi wakati nitakapoinuliwa juu toka duniani nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu the lord said to abraham go from your country your people and your father's household to a land that i will show you mstari wa konsuri ya 12 mstari wa kwanza bwana akamwambia abrahamu ondoka katika nchi yako waache watu wako na nyumba ya baba yako uende mpaka nchi nitakayokuonyesha i will make you into a great nation mimi nitakufanya kuwa taifa kubwa zaidi na nitakubariki i will make you a great name i will make your name great nitalikuza jina lako nitalikuza jina lako and you will be a blessing nawe utakuwa baraka i'll bless those who bless you nitawabariki wale wanaokubariki and whoever curses you i will curse na yeyote akulaanie nitamlaani and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you na watu wote wa duniani watabarikiwa kupitia kwako and here again he was implying what we just read in the book of john chapter 12 verse 32 na hapa tena alikuwa anamaanisha kile ambacho tumesoma tu kwenye kitabu cha Yohana 12 mstari wa 32. That I, that I when I am lifted up, I will draw all humanity to myself. Ya kwamba lakini mimi nikinuliwa kutoka katika dunia nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu. He was talking about the Messiah coming and dying for mankind and then ascending into glory and drawing all men into the glorious kingdom of god alikuwa anazungumza kuhusu masia kuja na baada ya kuja afa msalabani na kisha afufuke na kisha kuvuta watu wote hadi katika ufalme wa utukufu wa Mungu even genesis chapter 15 verse 5 same same thing hata kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya 15 mstari wa 5 ni jambo hilo sawia so why then has the present day church not focused unto the kingdom of glory if she is really delivered by Jesus on his mission to draw all men to himself where he is. Hivyo basi je, ni kwa nini kanisa la sasa hivi hawajakombolewa toka katika dhambi? Iwapo wana ile misheni ya Mungu Baba Yesu Kristo ili kwamba pate kuwavuta hadi kwake katika ufalme wa mbinguni mahali alipo. You said it so differently but uh, I hope they get the point because I'm saying why then does the present day church focus into the eternal kingdom of God where the Christ is if at all they have been delivered if they are part of this mission that the Messiah says I even I when I am lifted up from the earth I will draw all men to myself why is the church still utterly focused then je ni kwa nini basi kanisa la sasa hivi bado wamelenga hapa duniani iwapo wao ni sehemu ya ile misheni ambayo Yesu Kristo mwenyewe amesema ya kwamba lakini hata mimi bado nitakapoinuliwa toka duniani nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu hadi katika ufalme wa mbinguni the same john chapter 12 verse 34 you see in the book of genesis 15 verse 5 okay, 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 okay. so i'm now again i'm saying the same genesis chapter 32 verse 15 genesis chapter 12 verse 32 you see it in the book of hallelujah hallelujah because i have to do swahili and english at the same time Can you stabilize the Swahili translation so I move on? The same John chapter 12 verse 32 you see it here Genesis 15 verse 5. Katika kitabu hicho hicho kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya 12 kitabu cha Yohana sura ya 12 mstari wa 32 unaona katika kitabu cha mwanzo sura ya 15 mstari wa 5. That's why it's easier for me to move in English alone and then 
cover the entire thing. So Genesis chapter 15 verse 5 it says. Kitabu cha kwanza sura ya 15 mstari wa 5 asema. He took him outside. Akamtoa nje. And said. Nakusema. Look up at the sky and count the stars. Tazama juu kuelekea mbinguni na uhesabu nyota. If you indeed can count them. Kama hakika utaweza kuzihesabu. Then he said to him. Ndipo akamwambia. So shall your offspring be. Ndivyo hivyo uzao wako utakavyokuwa. This uncountable number of stars. Hii idadi kubwa ya nyota ambayo haiwezi kuhesabika. And he says those would be the descendants of Abraham. Na akasema kwamba huo utakuwa uzao wa Abrahamu. Again the Lord alluded to the Messiah coming and the Messiah drawing the entire earth all the nations to God. Na tena Bwana akimaanisha Masiya ambaye yuaja alafu Masiya akiwavuta mataifa yote kwenda kwa Mungu all the people to Jehovah watu wote kwa Yehova the uncountable nations uncountable humanity you would save them all i even i when i am lifted up above the earth i will draw all men all people to myself Watu wote ambao hawawezi kuhesabika tatu kabisa anasema kwamba lakini mimi wakati nitakapoinuliwa hadi juu toka duniani nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu The book of Genesis 32 verse 12 Kitabu cha Mwanzo 32 mstari wa 12 We are still looking at this rebuke in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 as to why the Lord was rebuking them for being utterly focused as why Are they not focused unto the kingdom of glory where the Messiah is? Bado tunaangazia hili kemeo katika kitabu cha Wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 na kwa nini Bwana alikuwa anawakemea kwa kabisa kabisa kwa nini wamelenga katika ufalme hapa duniani na wala hawajalenga katika ufalme wa mbinguni mahali ambapo Kristo Masiye yupo. The book of Genesis 32 verse 12 now. Kitabu cha Mwanzo 32 mstari wa 12 sasa. Anasema But you have said. I'll surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea which cannot be counted. I even I when I am lifted up above the earth I will draw all men to myself. Hakika nitakufanya ustawi na kufanya uzao wako kuwa mwingi kama mchanga wa baharini ambao hauwezi kuhesabika. Hivyo basi lakini mimi nikinuliwa juu toka duniani nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu. He was talking about the efficacy of the cross, the power of the cross, the holiness of the cross. Alikuwa anazungumza kuhusu ukali wa msalaba, nguvu za msalaba, ile nguvu na uwezo uchumbi wa msalaba. Genesis 22 verse 17. Kitabu cha Mwanzo cha 2 mstari wa 17. We are opening up this causing the church, this rebuking the church and telling her to focus up. Why? Because the Lord says that when he finishes the job, he will draw all men to the kingdom of glory. Why then is the church utterly focused? Hivyo basi tunafunua sana zaidi hili kemeo kuhusiana ni kwa nini kanisa alikuwa limelenga katika ufalme wa utukufu hivyo basi anasemea kwamba iwapo kanisa limelenga katika ufalme wa utukufu wa mbinguni je ni kwa nini bado wamelenga hapa duniani okay, you are you are confused your listeners so is asking why is the church not focused into heaven when the lord already made the pronouncement that when he finishes the job at calvary he will draw all the souls of men into glory Anauliza je, ni kwa nini kanisa halijalenga katika ufalme wa utukufu wakati ambapo tayari Bwana alikwisha kufanya tangazo ya kwamba wakati atakapomaliza kazi atakuwa
I'll surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Amazing. Talking about the power of the glorification of the Christ. That when the Christ would die on the cross and then be buried and then resurrect and then ascend into glory, he would have power to literally win all men, anybody that wants to receive him and enter eternity can enter. Glory. Now, 
kufikishia kile kijacho anasema ya kwamba lakini mimi nitakapoinuliwa hadi juu toka duniani basi nitawavuta watu wote waje kwangu katika utukufu again i say put a seal he put the holy spirit as a seal a seal of ownership he say when he died he essentially owned all men hallelujah the devil has never created any man anasema ya kwamba na kuweka na kutia muhuri alimpia muhuri roho mtakatifu kuwa amana yetu sisi alitupia roho okay okay you just, can, can you be, be very careful with your, what you're saying be very careful what you're saying he's talking about the holy spirit given as a guarantee that now that 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 guarantees ownership that he now owns us and draws us to the kingdom of heaven if it becomes difficult i'll just go it alone in english and then it can be translated later anasema kwamba kwa kututia muhuri wake na kutupatia roho mtakatifu katika mioyo yetu kuwa rehani that the holy spirit was the deposit guaranteeing your entry into eternity when he said i even i when i am lifted up about the earth i will draw all men unto myself that guarantee of being drawn into the kingdom of glory belongs to the church ya kwamba roho mtakatifu ndiye amana yeye ndiye rahani ya kututhibitishia kuingia kwetu katika ufombe wa utukufu mbinguni hivyo basi hiyo rehani hiyo amana ni ya kanisa then how come the present day church like the fallen church in the corinth how come the present day church is also focused on the comforts of this world the life of this world the christianity of this world the gospel of this world the salvation of this world she is not connecting to the kingdom of heaven where the cross is where the blood is the gospel of the cross and the blood can only connect you to Christ the messiah where he is seated at the right hand side of God the father Hivyo basi anasema kwamba ni kwa nini kanisa la sasa hivi kama vile lilivyokuwa kanisa la Wakorinto bado wamelenga katika vitu vya dunia bado wametazamia katika mali za ulimwengu huu naye hajaunganika hajalenga katika ufalme wa utukufu wa mbinguni mahali ambapo Kristo yupo ameketi pamoja na Mungu Baba on the gospel of this world salvation of this world Christianity of this world the life of this world and they are not connecting into glory no wonder cripples remain crippled in their churches wamelenga tu katika wokovu wa dunia hii wamelenga tu katika injili ya ulimwengu huu wamelenga tu katika mambo ya ulimwengu huu na wao hawajatazamia na kulenga katika ufalme wa utukufu na ndio sababu haishangazi ni wote wanabaki tu viwete katika makanisa hapa look at here how the cripples are walking left and right the church that is connected to god it is a real thing it is not supposed to be a lofty aspiration it's not supposed to be a punitive thing an imaginary thing it is a real thing the child is connected to god there is evidence on the ground people get up and walk the blind will see the deaf will hear the mute will speak leprosy cleansed the dead will be resurrected the truth will be pulled from the jaws of death Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hivyo basi tazameni kama vile katika kanisa hili hapa, kanisa ambalo limeunganika sana zaidi katika
there is evidence on the ground. Cripples get up and walk. Blind see. They hear. Mute speak. Leprosy cleanse. Big things happen. The life of God is infused into the church. Wakati ambapo kanisa linaunganika kwa Mungu ni thibitisho tosha na lililowazi kabisa ni wote wanatembea vipofu wanaona mambo makubwa kabisa yanatendeka na kuonekana wazi kabisa unaona kwamba maisha ya Mungu yabinge ndani ya kanisa Na kwa hivyo kwenda anasema that there is the position the church is at where the messiah promised to draw all men to when the lord was rebuking the church the book of first corinthians chapter 4 verses 1 all the way to verse 21 what was the lord saying wakati bwana alikuwa anakemea kanisa kwenye kitabu cha Wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 1 mstari wa kwanza hadi 21 je bwana alikuwa anasema nini the lord was essentially saying kim singi bwana alikuwa anasema that christ jesus the messiah himself said that on the day he becomes glorified on the cross and he dies and is buried and then is resurrected after 3 days and then ascends into glory he would literally have capacity and power to complete his mission of drawing all men to God. Ya kwamba kimsingi Bwana mwenyewe alikuwa anasema ya kwamba siku ambayo atakwenda msalabani na kisha afe msalabani na kisha azikwe afufuke alafu katika baada ya kisha baada ya hiyo apaye kuelekea katika ufalme wa mbinguni hapo basi atakuwa na ule uweza wa kuvuta watu wote kuja kwake Mungu. The book of Revelation chapter 5 verses 9 and 10 and they sang a new song saying you are worthy to take this cross and to open his seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation I even I when I am lifted up above the earth I will draw all men to myself kwa sababu ulichinjwa na kwa damu yako ukamnunulia Mungu watu kutoka katika kila kabila kila lugha kila jamaa na kila taifa lakini mimi wakati nitakapoinuliwa juu hadi mbinguni nitawakuta watu wote waje kwangu Bantani says you have meant them to be a kingdom and priests You are better to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth that is what Jesus meant the people who are delivered they now belong to another kingdom Anasema wewe umewafanya hawa wewe ufame na makuhani wa kumtumikia Mungu wetu nao watatawala duniani hivyo basi hiki ndicho Yesu alimaanisha ya kwamba watu ambao wameokoka hao sasa ni wa ufalme mwingine They belong to another kingdom. Because he has drawn us to that kingdom, the kingdom of God. Revelation chapter 7:9 and 10. Again Revelation 7:9 and 10. Kitabu cha Ufunuo sura ya 7 mstari wa 9 na wa 
a dear Quran, we are poor, we are drugs, we are hungry, we are working. The world is blackmailing us, slandering us. The world is, is, is abusing us. You're saying the church that is focused on the kingdom of heaven is not deriving comfort from life of this earth. Kisha Elijah kemeokali kabisa toka kwa Bwana kwenye kitabu cha Wakorinto wa kwanza sura ya 4 anasema kwamba inaweza kuona kwamba ninyi ni matajiri tayari mnatawala tayari mmefika mna kila kitu ila hali sisi huku tunasisi huku tunadharauliwa tuko uti tunanjaa anasema kwamba kanisa ambalo limelenga katika ufalme wa mbinguni wao kati wamejiondoa kabisa katika maisha hapa duniani The Lord was essentially focusing on focusing the church onto the eternal kingdom of heaven where the messiah is right now and it says in the book of isaiah chapter 11 verse 10 in that day the root of jesse will stand as a banner for the people and the nation will rally to him resting place will be glorious anasema kwamba katika siku hiyo shina la Yesu atasimama katika anasema kwamba kwenye kitabu cha Isaya Isaya chapter 11 verse 10 again I'm reading in that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples the nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious meaning i even i when i am lifted up about the earth I will draw all the people, all the nations, all of humanity to myself. Anasema kwamba kwenye kitabu cha Isaya sura ya 11 mstari wa 10 katika siku hiyo shina la Yesu litasimama kama bendera kwa ajili ya mataifa. Mataifa yatamkusanyikia na mahali pake pa kukupumzikia pata tukuka. Hivyo basi kwa maneno mengine anamaanisha kwamba lakini katika siku hiyo wakati nitakapoinuliwa juu toka duniani nitawavuta watu wote, mataifa yote yaje kwangu mwenyewe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Lord is telling us of the power of the cross. But that the power of the blood of Jesus is absolutely competent and is able to draw all our hearts and souls into the eternal kingdom of God. Unless we are not destined to the kingdom of heaven, then you will see someone looking at the cloud and walking away. Then you will see someone looking at cripples walking here and just walk away to hell. Someone being in the presence of the cloud here and just walking away that is a totally different story when you're not destined to the kingdom of heaven that is different but if you're destined to the kingdom of glory he says the cross and the blood have sufficient efficacy sufficient power to draw all those that belong to God towards the kingdom of heaven there's no way you can live as a christian and focus on the earth on the earth and the corona has devastated the earth kwa maneno mengine kwana anazungumza hapa kuhusiana na ile nguvu na ukali wa msalaba na damu ya Yesu Kristo ya kwamba damu ya Yesu Kristo na msalaba wa Yesu Kristo una ule uwezo mkuu na nguvu kuu kuwavuta watu wote kuingia katika ufalme wa utukufu wa mbinguni pengine tu labda pengine wewe huku kusudiwa kuingia katika
lakini kulabda tu kwa wale ambao hawakukusudiwa kuingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni ya kwamba wako kanisani ama walikuwa kanisani lakini hata ufanye lipi lolote lile wao hawatabadilisho kasi kabisa wao hawawezi kukombolewa kwa sababu tayari Mungu aliamua kwamba mahali pao pamehifadhiwa katika ziwa la moto that's why somebody can see the cloud of god can see me call the cloud of god and the cloud of god descends and see with his eyes and be part of that and then after that just decide to go no let, let me look for other churches where there's nudity and immorality and start calling people come you can dress as you want that is absolutely obvious to even a baby I will 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You all were created by Yahweh. So did you understand why the Lord rebuked them? Because he could not understand how they are delivered and they are not focusing on the throne of God. And he says, the book of Revelation, chapter 5, while we are still there, let's just take advantage of that. Glory from the earth. 
growing fat and complacent. Why did he rebuke the church in First Corinthians chapter one, chapter four, verses one to twenty-one? Why did he rebuke the church that is settled on the earth and horizontally focused? She has arrived. Why did he rebuke her?
from Philippians chapter 2. Kitabu cha Wafilipi sura ya pili. Philippians chapter 2 blessed people. Wafilipi sura ya pili watu wabarikiwa. Turn with me there Philippians chapter 2. Tukaeni pamoja nami pale Wafilipi sura ya pili. I'm reading verse 10. Inasema mstari wa 10. And he says the following. Na anasema yafuatayo. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. I even I when I am lifted up about the earth I will draw every single knee, every person unto myself. Hallelujah. But bow down and say, Jesus is Lord. Immorality and hell. 
everybody will come to him. Some will be rebellious. I thought you'd say it all. Okay, so there are those that can even see the glory of God and just walk away to hell. It looks like the subsequent uh, services, we just do it in English, one language, so we just do it faster because we have the rapture of the church, we've not even begun. It's such a huge backlog. We need to move. We need to move. And so he's saying here in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Turn with me there, blessed people. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I'm reading verses 16 and 17. Not everyone will be drawn to him. He says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever and ever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Again, there now is implying that not everyone will heed the call to follow him, will be drawn to him. And so the reason is rebuke the church. The reason is rebuking the present day church right now is rebuking the present day Christians. Because he says they ought to be the ones that have been thrown to the kingdom of God as of now, as we speak now. And he's saying very clearly that the church needs to be careful. That if you slide into the tribulation, it will be unbearable. And so, when the Lord rebuked the church, when he's rebuking the church, the present day church, he's rebuking the present day church that is uh, complacent and comfortable and settled on the earth. And then he reminds them that Jesus said, I, even I, when I am lifted up above the earth, I will throw all men to myself. He's asking them, what happened with that on you? That the death and resurrection of Christ and his ascension into heaven had sufficient power to deliver you totally and connect you into the eternity of God. That is what he means by I, even I, when I am lifted up above the earth, I will draw all men to myself. He implies the following from that book of John chapter 
was it true? He implied the following. The power of the cross of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus. The power of the salvation of the cross. Salvation of grace. The power of repentance and turning away from sin. The power of holiness. The power of righteousness. I, even I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. It's what you see in Revelation 21, it says verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city in the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from among from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he will dwell with them. And they will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. And wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. Or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things that have passed away, has passed away. Did you understand why he rebuked the earthly church? Because there is so much splendor and promise to the church that is delivered by I, even I when I'm glorified and lifted up above the earth. I will throw every single man unto God, unto myself. I'll 
for our sins. He alone is the atoning sacrifice. That's why he is throwing everybody to himself. That is the reason for which he must throw everybody to himself. Everybody that wants to see God. Even I, 
When I am lifted up, I cross the earth. I must throw all men to myself. Why? Because only he is the author of our salvation. When I 
Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The book of John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 27. It says the following. Turn with me John chapter 10 verse 27. And then we read together. Then it says the following. Then my ship listened to my voice. I know them and they know me. He says he is the good shepherd. Ultimate authority. He has ultimate dominion. 
and oppressed by Satan, he is our deliverer. Israel. Israel. He's Emmanuel. Yeah, Emmanuel. Yeah. 
of God. He's the Lord of glory. He's the living one. The He's the bridegroom. The deliverer. The faithful through it. He is the eternal life. He's the firstborn over all creation. The Alpha and the Omega. He's our God and Savior. He's our Rabbi. The true friend. The true mind. He's the way. He's the Son of Man. The image of God. Hallelujah. Let us depend on Him. Let the church now focus on Him. If you don't focus on Him, and you focus on the earth, you are disconnected from Him, and you are headed to hell. Let the present day church repent and begin focusing unto Him. The Redeemer, the Fountain of Living Water, the Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Christ, the everlasting Father. Let us focus on Him. I want to close it here for now. If you know that you've not focused on Him, then lift up your hands and receive Jesus right now. The mighty Lord Jesus, I renounce all sin. And I've realized tonight that you are the center of my life. All my life. You are the center of my life. And I open up my heart to you tonight. And receive you, my Lord Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. From today on, Jesus. Forgive my sins. I repent. From today on, Jesus. I want to focus unto heaven. Where you are seated on the right hand side of power. I want to focus on you, Jesus. Where you have been lifted up above the earth. That I too may be lifted up above the earth. In the mighty name of Jesus. I am born again, amen. Thank you, the Lord bless you. I told you we have such a big backlog. All the visions the Lord is showing me on the rapture of the church. Okay, all the visions that the Lord is showing me about the rapture of the church. They will come in a very big message ahead of us here called the rapture of the church. But we must not prepare the church. We are stuck here for months now. Defining the true pride of Christ, the true disciple of Jesus, the true followers of Christ. And so there is so much pressure to finish, but it's almost unfinishable. We have a very big, a very big message ahead of us here. All these visions of rapture called the rapture of the church. And in there, there is a big message called the garment of 
righteousness the coming of the Lord so here we rebuke sin and here we point the child to the coming Messiah and we point at the glorious kingdom of God and that's why cripples are getting up and walking all across this land and across the earth Shalom. 